Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in New York City, New York, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights Radio. I'm your host, Stone Payton, in our satellite studio in New York with my good buddy and co-host, Lee Cantor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Stone. Are you enjoying your uh, New York visit? I am. I've loved the walking. I've loved the food so far. We had a marvelous meal last night, and this particular facility that we're in uh, today has an espresso machine not 20 paces You got to love that. So this is going to be a fantastic day right out of the box. This is going to be a a fun conversation. It is my distinct pleasure to introduce the Principal of Learning and Performance Consultant with the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Mr. Law Blank. Good morning, sir. Thank you, Stone. Thank you, Lee. So, Stone, uh, somebody has a cooler name than you. What do you think? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Have you ever met someone named Law? No. This it, is a first for me. It's a little intimidating, don't you? <laughs> don't let it be, please. <laughs> so, uh, Law, do you mind sharing a little bit about CHOP? What are you guys doing for folks over there? Well, I, I'm with an organization called Learning Services. We're, we're not a centralized learning organization, but we handle a lot of specific requests from the hospital. Mm-hmm. We have 14,000-plus employees, uh, multiple divisions, uh, ambulatory sites. So there's a lot of learning to be created. Uh, so we... We try and focus on the highest impact and, and the highest level of risk a program that presents itself. So we do everything from traditional instructional design. Uh, we help with internal communications and marketing. Uh, we do uh, promotional events. We do traditional instructor-led training. Uh, you name it, we do it. And we're branching out more and more, uh, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, a little bit later, the video production and how that fits into the learning environment. So now, have you been with them for a long time? Uh, I've been with them for three and a half years now. And have you always been in healthcare? No, actually, CHOP is my first foray into to the, the healthcare world. CHOP. And so we can call it CHOP. Yes, I like chop, that. Yeah. That's, that's, law that's what chop. I call it. <laughs> CHOP. Uh, and the clinical world is is vastly different. I, I, I had my own consulting business for a while doing work with pharmaceuticals and uh, the financial industry mm-hmm. and communications. Um, which was very interesting, but when you get into the clinical environment, you, you leave work every day feeling like you've actually done something. Like I, I work for a pediatric institution, right. and the work that I do can directly impact uh, a child, uh, hopefully positively and on the most part, but if we make a mistake, it can affect them adversely. So that's why we take our job very seriously. And then the impact you have is almost immediate, right? Like you're doing learning that could be impacting people it, like it a, is. a that, month later or a week later, right? It, right. And that's why we have to be very careful about forecasting what learning goes out, when, how it goes out, and if it's effective or not. And that's one of the, the most challenging things for me as a learning professional. Sometimes, you know, for, for different clients, they say, oh, you know, we just want it the way it is and, you know, we just need to get it out quickly, just as a check mark. Right. The check mark mentality is not working anymore, especially mm-hmm. not for the situation I'm in now. Because if, if I'm going to develop a learning program or consult on a learning program, we want to make sure there's tangible results. Because if there's not and the, and the program isn't effective, it really puts a lot at risk. And, and that's something we try and avoid. And that's part of our evaluation process continually. Now, is it, was it a challenge for you to kind of blend that formal academic learning with the uh, different uh, methodologies that are out there now? Well, CHOP is a, uh, is a teaching hospital, and it, it really is modeled after academia. We're right. partnered up with the University of Pennsylvania, and it really feels uh, 
well, behind the scenes when we're, we're trying to get things done. <laughs> right. It's a lot like an academic institution. And you have to go through committees. You have to do a lot of vetting. You all love that. That's your favorite yeah, part of the job, right? It's necessary. <laughs> I, it's a necessary evil. But I, I, and it's funny. I value it more now because especially with, you know, I, I handle a lot of work with our physician practices mm -hmm. uh, who are, you know, these doctors who are actually doing the procedures and making these tough decisions. And we're trying to support that. If I don't vet content with them and I don't vet the delivery method or I don't met, vet anything with them, then they're in the dark and they can't really promote it. They can't give me buy-in. If I don't have buy-in from that audience, right. then nobody's oh, yeah. So we, we have to, especially with that particular, we have nursing audience and a, and a physician practice audience, which, you know, nurses are amazing because they, they, they do everything that's asked of them with regards to learning, but they are overwhelmed and there's sometimes not a lot of direction. It's just, and there's a lot of pressure. A ton of pressure because right. they have to actually perform every day. Right. The doctors, not, I'm not saying the doctors don't have to perform every day. I'm saying it's a different level of beast, I think. They, you know, they are the experts in their clinical realm. It's a teaching hospital, so they are teaching others, residents and fellows. Right. So we come in as a learning organization, more administrators and, and business focused, um, not clinicians, and trying to find that balance between, you know, how what's going to satisfy their needs and what's going to you know mask our deficiency in that clinical expertise <laughs> so, so 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 given that we uh i really defer to the doctors and their expertise and that's where the vetting process comes in so our needs analysis and and our content reviews and things like that are are pretty well thought out and and very thorough because they have to be now are they embracing you and helping you or do, is it a true partnership it's becoming one mm -hmm. and I, I've seen the change over the three years and uh, when I first joined CHOP um, and, and this is really a lesson for any learning professional to um, be thoughtful about the programs you develop and know the culture of your audience right um, and not just force something down the pipe not, you're right we can't force right. um, you know our our learning theory mm -hmm. our you know our I ideals and our, the technology uh, down our clients throat we have to be you know careful about that right. so I joined CHOP and the first program I work on is uh, the, the big word in the industry was gamification. Oh, and this is right so, up your alley. Yeah. Lee so is a, all over this. So I, I love, I mean, I, I'm creative, I think, and I, I love doing things that are, you know, it's a new children's and hospital. Right. It's, <laughs> it all goes hand in hand. So we're not, but we're not teaching the children, unfortunately. <laughs> right. We're teaching the adults um, who act like children sometimes. <laughs> but um, so we wanted to do a program that was very engaging and, and, and added gaming elements and was going to be, you know, something that everybody could wrap their hands around. And they had and never done gamification Never before. did it at the oh, hospital so first, before. First so, swing at this. Yeah. So we went really big. We, we, of we, course. we swung from the fences <laughs> and the backlash was palpable, uh, only because it had never been done before. Right. It, in, a, in an environment where learning is traditionally didactic, mm -hmm. purposeful, and, you know, our clinicians, they want their information and they want to get out. Say, so give me what I need to know. And I need to get back to saving this child's life. Right. Fair enough. I mean, I, I appreciate that and I really respect that. So we, so trying to force them to go through an hour-long learning module that had, uh, it was video that would force them to identify when safety behaviors were happening during the video. And they would stop the video to identify a safety behavior, an outcome, and then the video would continue on. It was, it was pretty complex and it right. made them think. Right. So and, and so that's the other thing. If you if you promote a culture of you know check marks and compliance and learning that really just covers the content but doesn't really 
dig deep into the context and how it's going to affect you and the culture mm -hmm. that you're trying to, to, to cover, it's going to fall flat on its face. It's too it, dramatic of a shift. It was. And that's... And you got to kind of baby step them. Up. Exactly. That, if we would have just done one small component of it and introduced, you know... Right. Say the video, video and interacting with the video, and then keep on. everything the way they like it. Exactly. Then they could have absorbed it, it. They would have appreciated it maybe, and then you could have kind of built on that from there. Exactly. It has to be kind of a phased approach. It's it's like anything with change management too. You have to, you know, ease into it. You don't right. want to get them to buy into one element, right? And then you add the element to the next course with a, an, an additional element, right? And you just keep, you know, kind of uh, stacking. building on that. Yeah, the building. And that, so that's a good pro tip. For our listeners, right? Indeed. <laughs> so, so you have so, some scar tissue on this. Huh? I, 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 mean, I went back and evaluated the program uh, about a year ago, and it really is a great learning program. I, had, I mean, our team Right, was, it, it's not to say that the program itself it no, just wasn't I, a right fit at that specific moment in time. Right. And here's know? a second pro tip. Don't be discouraged if your programs aren't adopted and aren't really revered as great learning, even though it might be. Right. Because... The audience has a specific take on it. We as learning professionals, you know, think this is great. You do, you didn't understand. You don't understand what goes on in the back right. end. I captured things. I captured data in a database. I had right. like, interactive video and a tool that doesn't really support interactive video. I made all these things happen. They right. don't know that. I don't, don't appreciate care. that. Right. right. So they you're just, high fiving your staff and everybody. Right. Like, Look how cool this was. So it, it only becomes apparent. And and interestingly enough, the feedback we got from the clinical audience was was pretty harsh. Mm -hmm. um, it just you know. From anything from wasting my time, interesting, but doesn't really hit the mark, you know, from, right. you know, and some more nasty things. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and that was fair enough because, again, we didn't, we didn't roll it out the right way. And it really deflated our team a little bit right. because we're, we're thinking. You were so invested great, in yeah, it, right? We know from, from our experience and background, this is a wonderful program. Right. People should really be buying into this. And they just didn't. And we're scratching our heads, like, well, I guess it must be bad. And as soon as like the the haze of all that, got, you know, got over, we we found the components mm -hmm. that were really valuable and could incorporate those into other learning. So, I guess the upside of it is we threw them into the deep end. They swam. They didn't like swimming, <laughs> but they swam. So anything we we put out after that that had these kind of interactive elements was met with less resistance and more acceptance. Right. And then, so what advice would you give? So you would say ease them into? I would say ease them in, but you have to know your audience. Right. And that's the thing. If you have, if you're, if you're the learning professional for maybe an ad agency, go for broke. You know, that, that right. audience that might be makes receptive sense. to right. it. Um, we have also a, a very, it's a traditional institution. And we have millennials coming in. We have your, your mid-level, mid-career people. And then you have your senior right. physicians who don't want anything to do with that like give me a book or you know write it down on pdf right. or you know <laughs> give it to and so we have that that broad range of audience and that's a challenge by itself yeah in we, any industry you can't satisfy it all you right. have to find the middle ground it's just like when we're looking at the the levels of learning like do we do we build to the lower 25 percent middle 50 or something you know it, you have to evaluate it and that's where being thoughtful isn't just saying well we're just going to build a program put it out there it's like well how do we capture the most people we can and make it the most effective learning that it can be. Now, if you could do it again and go back to your first day or hundred days there, would you um, spend more time kind of just kind of acclimating to the audience and learning kind of their likes, dislikes and how they've done things in the past to kind of maybe immerse yourself more so than. Absolutely. And I, and I think we had this conversation before you we went on there. I, you know, I love 
the creative process. And right. I think creativity sometimes gives you the license to take risks that right. otherwise you wouldn't. And without risks and taking a chance on something or really pushing the envelope, you're not going to see any progress. Right. So even if I did evaluate what was currently going on, which I did, and it was seemed to be a traditional model, uh, I kind of don't regret going just through going that exercise. It. Right. Yeah, because it, it just it established that we aren't the normal learning organization. Right. We, have a, we have such a great team and a lot of creative people, and, and everybody's driven the same way that I am. Um, so we wanted to make our mark. And and over the years, it's just become stronger and stronger. And my physician audience is, is coming to They're me. coming along for they're yeah. coming. They're, they right. are reaching out to me unsolicited and asking me to help with programs and asking our team to help with programs. So that is a, is a big plus. That didn't happen before. And you mentioned one of the things you're advancing are this multimedia or, or video. You're leveraging different medium. We, video uh, has become... A staple with a lot of our learning. The downside is we have a small creative services team. Mm -hmm. um, we have primarily three people who can shoot video. Um, so we all have iPhones like that. Thing. Yeah, well, that and, and that's a good point. We so so my guys would always go out and they'd have their the, the greatest the like camera. Oh, <laughs> right. stuff. I mean, they create amazing work right. that looks like. But it, it there's should be a up lot of moving screen. parts, though. You that that you don't just wing. I mean, no, you don't just wing. Especially yeah, it's when not you're... audio. We all know anybody can do audio, yeah, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we prove that every day. Right. <laughs> no, there's lighting and there's a budget, right? Right, right. and that's and especially uh, in, in an OR situation, if we're trying to you right. know, show procedures and things like that, you do have to have mm. the right lighting and, and you have to have the right equipment and the right people to do that. What I found out of necessity. There was a lot of video work that was being done that was, you know, talking head work that didn't need to happen. Right. I mean, I really urge against talking heads. Um, I just, uh, unless there's, you know, a, a short, succinct, quick message you want from leadership, I guess that might work. But I don't think anybody really pays attention to talking heads much anymore. We, we opt more for interview style. Mm -hmm. So we have the conversation. I mean, and it's a natural conversation. We can't right. have the, all right, well, we're just going to, we'll script this and go through it. I'm like, I really... Say, so, well, prepare yourself, and then we'll just have the conversation. And it turns out, really are they great. comfortable with that? Because a no. lot of people, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are like, "This is, you know, these are the points, and don't go off this." And you know, they're they're so afraid of saying the wrong thing, and they're then you probably them, have compliance issues, and you have, you know, stuff they can or can't say, and they get paranoid about that. Yeah, it all depends on if it's an internal, external. Right. If it goes, yeah. So, not everybody's comfortable with it. And it's funny because we've had a few, I had a few doctors that we did the interview style with and they crumbled. Only, I mean, because they're in a small room like this with, you know, camera right on them. Right. They said, These are people who speak at comp national right. conferences, international conferences, right. go on, you know, the talk shows like today mm -hmm. and right. things like that. And they're coming into our conference room and, and clamming up because it's just, it's such an intimate right. yeah. environment. And that's what I think throws them. They're okay talking, uh, you know, to, you know, hundreds and right. maybe thousands of people. But, uh, so that's where you have to build the rapport. And who so, does the interviewing? You have a team or you do it? I, I usually do the interviews. Uh -huh. Um, if I have a, a stakeholder or a client that's requesting this type, you know, I'll, I'll see if they want to do it. Right. Um, because if they're the expert at something, I've learned a lot about, uh, about, about faking my <laughs> knowledge of clinical, um, I'm, I'm doing it right now. So, you know, it's funny as instructional designers, as learning professionals, we tend to have to play the expert, even if we're not. Right. Um, and that, that helps, you know, that kind of acting skill <laughs> helps get buy-in. And I'm learning, you know, more and more as I go, so I can actually have, there's some cre credibility to it. But um, just having that 
the conversation with them and, and getting to know and them. And facilitating before. and building the rapport yeah. in order to get, because you know what information you're trying to get out of it. Right. So then, you know, you just have to be able to get it out of them. That's yeah. a different skill. And, and we're talking about pro tips because we, we deal a lot with our, you know, our, our senior leadership, you know, our, from CEOs, you know, down to our, our senior vice presidents and getting them on camera. It's hard getting their time. Right. They're distracted because right. they have a lot to do. They have a lot of responsibilities. Sure. And, you know, um, so to, to get them to lighten up and to, to really get in the moment, that's where we just have the, you know, we shut the cameras off and just say, let's just talk about what we're going to talk about. Right. Um, how much time do we have? And you know, just get, get all the, you know, any kind of distractions out of the room before we start to have our conversation. And then they relax as a little bit. As soon as I see them kind of sit take back that in deep their breath, chair, yeah. right? But it, it takes a while. So we just talk, right. you know, I ask them, you know, How's your weekend? Just, I mean, <laughs> right. just basic things, just to kind of get them to start, you know, thinking about other getting things. out of their own head, yeah. right? And as soon as, yeah, as soon as you see their body kind of like, you know, relax a little bit, that's when we start the interview, right? And we say, don't worry about takes. We'll just, you know, we can edit it. Exactly, <laughs> right. we'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, uh, but and do you have the setup with the fancy camera and all that? that, for, that, for, that for, for those type of uh, of interviews, yes, right. Um, now, what I'm advocating more and more, uh, just from an efficiency standpoint, lack of resource, lack of budget, we are doing rapid video. Um, and when I say rapid video, it's just pretty much me going out rogue and figuring out how am I going like to shoot an, a video without my guys doing but it. But like yeah. an iPod, or well, like I, a, I, you know, um, on a tripod and your iPhone on a tripod. I, and iPad, in, right. um, an HD webcam. Some of the HD webcams right now are pretty phenomenal. Right. And they also capture good audio. So I use a combination of the two. Right. I'll set up my B-roll with the... Uh, with the um, now that's an interesting point uh, that some of our listeners may not be aware of. And, it, and I only really became aware of it in the last year or so with some of our uh, business partners who, who uh, create video. Because we don't. We don't know the first thing about it. <laughs> but audio is a very important component of video. If you get bad audio with great, it's right. Am I right? It's 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 futile. Then it's 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 junk. If you cannot get good audio, right, the video falls flat. I mean, it is a combination. I mean, you, there's tolerances, and that's and that's where we make the determination. Like when I go rogue with you know my my simple video, you know the the layman's video that I create, it's not for high risk, you know high impact projects. I'll be doing scenarios, you know, where a doctor's interacting with the family. Right, you know, you're capturing uh, stories. You're yeah, doing like exactly. this kind of down and dirty, kind of just knock it out, get it, capture right. it. And that becomes more authentic in that environment. It, it, it's it, even right? better than it the is. high end, right? right? It, it, it looks, it's document. I call it documentary stuff. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so it it's, it's all in the framing. That's right. <laughs> so, um, That's a creative marketing background. Exactly. <laughs> but it's worked really well because it is. It's, it's organic. It's natural. You it's know, authentic. We, That's the key. I mean, we find that that authentic conversation is what yeah. makes it then people pay attention they're more engaged right? right don't you find engagement goes up with that kind of absolutely and we get such great feedback right so, so if you look at a program like um you know sales training or customer service or you know phone rep when they have like these you know these canned right here's and a they, script and and it's like you should do this. It. right it, it, it that invariably they fall flat and and every time i watch one of those i cringe right. i'm thinking why can't you just set something up and say you know you're going to be filmed all day and right. we're going to pick out and the we'll best calls that, highlight okay. reel here and because yeah. <laughs> that again that's 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 real world and that's right. what, that's what we want to capture especially in a hospital you know we don't want to fabricate anything i want, I want to be authentic when we're filming i film on the units if i'm filming in the or you know it's going to be there's nothing 
um, you know, contrived about it. It's just right, it's real life. Do what you do. <laughs> right. We're in the ED. Do what you do. You know, and talk to the parents like you talk to mm -hmm. the parents. And um, so it's we try and keep it as natural. Sometimes we have to, you know, prompt and, and change things. Right. Up, or but, let's do it again. And yeah. And that and and that is no matter what environment or what kind of industry you're in. Always have your expert there with you. So when I'm filming, and that's this is the, one of the biggest tips I can actually give. If when I'm filming, and I'm not an expert in, in a clinical procedure or or in whatever I'm filming, I don't know to adjust. Right. How I do don't you know? know if I'm right. missing something um, in, unless I am the expert. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always have somebody over my shoulder who's who's. Yeah. Then they go make sure you get this because right. The, right. That way we don't have to go back and film later, and right. it becomes more efficient and it's a better experience because then you have more buy-in from your your subject right. matter expert knowing that it's authentic and it's exactly what they want. So you, you've got data collection, which you spoke to kind of early in the conversation, but not to any great depth. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. You've got uh, knowledge transfer, and then you've got storytelling. Can you, can you speak to weaving all three <laughs> of those together to get the kind of results that, that, that you're getting? So this is an ongoing process. It's, right. it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where data now is... It's always been around in, in, in training. We want to capture, you know, question level data. We want to capture results. We want to capture, you know, completion reports, things like that. But now we, from a, now that I'm in a clinical environment, I need to capture has the behavior changed. If we're trying to change behavior or if we're trying to increase skill level, right. our competencies, we can't shoot in the dark. We need right. to know that there are results. You have to so. benchmark. This is exactly what mm -hmm. outcome we need. And then how are we doing, right? Exactly. So we, we partnered up uh, with our clinical quality improvement organization and our Office of uh, Safety and Medical Operations who do a lot of the process improvement and quality improvement work. And they, they're all connected into our, our you know, CHOP warehouse, which is our database. Um, and we figure out how to incorporate survey information, question information that captures the experience. I, I've developed a few programs for our radiology uh, department uh, where we actually captured how much time they spent in a tutorial, um, you know, how many times they clicked in it, uh, which tutorials they're going to the most, mm -hmm. what their scores are, um, you know, rating systems we're adding. So things that we're trying to socialize it a little bit more, and that's how we're capturing our high-level data. The mm -hmm. clinical data, you know, comes from, you know, partnering with the units and with those organizations that I mentioned, where they go in, they do surveys, they observe, and they capture results based on that. And we also have ongoing results from a safety perspective, from improvement. You know, we, we have these trends and, and we get to, you know, through that, see that through different uh, uh, webs live websites and, and data collection vehicles. So that informs, are we being effective? And, and it's, sometimes it's hard to tell whether it's, is it training and education? Is it a device? Is it an IT issue? Right. Is it cultural issue? So that's when we have to get together, you know, as all the uh, stakeholders, right, right as an organization, because we can't determine. It, there's no, you know, black or white. It's training. Training's not doing. It was job. that video. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and and again, that's where being thoughtful really comes in. We have to say, okay, what part did we play? How how did we anticipate this was going to affect a change? And, and did and it did. change in did the manner we, we wanted? Did we see right? a bump? Did we see a rise or fall in, in, in right. numbers or behavior? And and that really helps inform what our next level of training is going to be. Um, and sometimes we find training really was not, uh, it, it shouldn't have been 
implemented. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't a training issue. It, you know, a lot of times we develop programs just for the sake of developing programs because we think it's going to be a band-aid and it's going to fix the problem. Right. When you have an hour-long program you built, but it could have just been a, a simple PDF job aid that they printed out and put it up on, you know, a wall. Um, so that's the caveat we have because, you know, we, we're excited about doing work and we want to do, like, amazing things. So any topic you bring at me, I'm sure, like, yeah, let's we're do in. it. Right. High end, you know, like, let's go for it. Know, when, when really it could just be, you know. Here, print this checklist out. Yeah, right. right. And that's so, – so we have to be responsible that way because, right. you know, even though it's going to be cool to do – is it right to is do it? Is it worth doing right, right. in the manner? Is, is it going to have impact? Now, do you have a story maybe you can share that something you did do had an impact that um, well, was exceptional? And, and from a business perspective and a clinical perspective, this is an interesting um, example. I've, I've worked with our um, ED department. Um, one of our doctors does a peripheral IV insertion program. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he's one of our attendings, and he'll take time with fellows and residents to go over how to insert the needle, like all the prep work, the tray. Um, and there's a, there's a lot involved. And he has to spend, uh, I mean, hours and hours with each individual fellow and resident. It's to, very hands-on. It's very hands-on. Right. Um, to the point where it, it's really impacting his primary you know, job as an attending physician. <laughs> right. Um, so, so he came to us and said, well, you know, I want to do some video tutorials and, and let's see what's create it as a pilot and see what happens. So we designed the program, we did- And is know, that typically how you do it? Like, we're gonna pilot this, we'll just try it in If it's small... something that hasn't been done before, right. we'll pilot Especially, and if it's a department we haven't worked with before that you know hasn't been through the process, hasn't seen the results, and, right. you know, and, and implement anything like this, then yeah, we'll do a pilot. Just... They haven't been through the law methodology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to call it hashtag lawsome. Do, do you have an acrostic awesome. for the, like, the, yeah. the five steps in the law methodology? <laughs> yeah, no, no this, I, I can't claim ownership of any methodology. I mean, our, our whole learning services team really provides, I mean, I have such great support and I'm just one piece of the puzzle. I tend to be the, the rogue renegade and, and then they kind of reel me in, but you know, we have that good give and take so that we can you know kind of move forward and and, and progress um but back to the uh the peripheral iv program we created a whole series and comprehensive series of tutorial videos um that were short they were no more than five to seven minutes long each mm -hmm. uh where we went through each part of the procedure so you broke it down broke it down so so the learning could be object-oriented, and it could be part of a whole program. Right. Uh, because if somebody only has deficiency in one small right. area... Right, so there's the right skill, maybe, you know, X, right. and then this is a sub-skill, you know, that's, you know, X1, X2, X3. Exactly. Well, it turns into performance support. After, right. after the curriculum and the training happens... If there's any like real time need, like okay, I know I'm going to go and do a PIV in about 15 minutes. Let me go yeah, back. Yeah, let me go just... back home. So it's it's a real time. They can do it on their phones. We make it responsive. Oh wow! So there's 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 a lot of things that we we're trying to really support from a performance perspective, real time education and information and device agnostic. So they can do it on whatever device that they use. We we're yeah we're getting to everything being device agnostic, but it's uh you know that there's baby steps with that too because mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the rapid learning tools um are are falling short and and publishing to responsive oh, right. design uh, we're finding a lot of issues with that so we're actually we're toying around with the idea of just going straight html5 and, and straight you know right. responsive design but that takes a lot more work um uh, but i i'm sorry i digress <laughs> so so you did so, this and then you how many videos did it end up so being? i think it was a, a total of six videos mm -hmm. and there was a, a chips and troubleshooting section um you know an intro exit and some uh, a short assessment and a survey 
what this when we piloted this with a, a certain nursing group and a fellows and residents group, it reduced the amount of time that the doctor had to spend with them by about sixty percent. Wow! For each resident, so. So he was so high fiving you. Yeah. So multiply <laughs> that by well, let's let's say it was maybe a couple dozen right. know, uh, candidates that went through this. You know, we're how saving, often we're saving uh, every <laughs> every. Well, pretty much we bring in fellows every mm. month. So <laughs> yeah. So it starts it, adding up. To it a lot starts of time. adding up. So that got me thinking. If we could, you know, video is not the educational tool. It's really the teeing up. Mm-hmm. It, it provides the foundation. It gives a level of comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really shows them in detail what's going to happen. And then when they're with their attending learning this, the, the time spent right. is so much more it's, focused and purposeful, and it really reduces Imagine them. when you start getting that uh, virtual reality stuff going, huh? Right. Well, you know, we, we, we're getting into telemedicine and things like that, and right. what, the, what the impact of that's going to be from a learning perspective and how we get involved uh, still remains to be seen, but I'm really excited about that, actually. And, and think about consistency and quality of message for those really high-impact, super-important pieces. You've got that doctor at his or her best right. describing that every time, right? And exactly, and we're talking about buy-in. So if we, you have that lead clinician. Right, that, best in class. Say, right. uh, yeah. They're presenting this. It's not me saying, oh, this is how you should do it. Right. Right. They're like, who are you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I, I know this doctor, and I, I respect him, and I, lo- I love the work he or she does. Right. And, uh, you're going to get that buy-in, and, and there's going to be more engagement just because of that element. Yeah, you know, having that familiarity with with a, 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 a you know senior leadership in, in the clinical world. So it's so that that's, was that's I mean a- that's where we find data. You know, because we collected the data. Um, you know, and really you know focused it on a pilot, and this is where we did the small kind of test of change. So we saw that work. So how can I use that in other well, areas? Well, now you can replicate that right. everywhere, right? Right. Well, and people started laughing. You know, uh, when I worked with radiology, I, a great the chief of education for radiology, um, she's very you know creative and she likes taking risks as well. So she wanted to do these tutorials like YouTube style. Right. She presented at one of the big conferences for radiology, and a gentleman stood up and was like, "So when did we turn into like you know YouTube?" education like we're doctors we don't do that and, and she's like well i'm sorry you feel that way like this really is a reality for us moving forward you know right. the, especially with engagement nobody spends time doing anything but if we can give you information in five to seven minutes and they learn faster right, and they, they learn from the best right. why how is that a negative i always say you know from my layman's perspective if, if i need to fix my dishwasher which i did and my garbage <laughs> disposal and my furnace i went to youtube and i found a great <laughs> instructional exactly. video the, i mean these i mean the 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 amateur instructional videographers are amazing, and they're the ones that actually have inspired me to kind of move in, in right. this direction in this work. Well, we have got to do this again and more. This conversation has been invigorating. I have oh, thoroughly so. enjoyed it. But I'm, I'm quite serious. We've got to do this again, and we, and we can come to Philadelphia if oh, you please like. Please do. I have, I have other people I'd, I'd like you to talk to. Well, no, I think that could be fun, and uh, my wife is from Ridley Park. Oh, get out. Nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but before we wrap, uh, it's not a question that I pre- prepped you for before we went on air, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway okay. before we wrap because I genuinely would like to know, and I'm sure our listeners would as well, uh, what are you reading? Uh, anything that you might share with us that, that you're reading related to your work or anything else we've talked about? What's fun? <laughs> um, if I had time to read, I'd be so excited. <laughs> He's watching videos. I'm He's watching, watching videos. videos. He's reading videos. Actually, it's, it's funny. I'm reading um, you know, biographies on, uh, of all things, uh, the Manhattan Project. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, but from a learning perspective, 
I try and get on, you know, the ATD boards and things like that. And, and LinkedIn is is an interesting resource. But but from formal reading, I've got nothing right now. <laughs> yeah, I am watching lots of videos and, and right. just immersing myself in, in the doing. In that uh, kind of rapid video kind of learning by watching those things so you can see how they can well, pertain true. to you, you, right? You get so informed just by exploring and seeing how right. other people are producing things. And uh, my, my, my son, who's six years old, loves cooking. He loves mm-hmm. baking. So they have these great on BuzzFeed, these uh, cooking videos that you know, wow. everything's like crisp. They're, they're focusing. they got the great fonts coming right. up. It's just music. There, nobody's talking. Exactly. And I'm like, this is great. Like, right. You I, could, I you could steal mom. that, yeah, right? I, I absolutely can re- <laughs> repurpose, repurpose that. Repurpose that, I mean. <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it just shows the power of images with the right context, you know, and you don't need that much. Right. You know, sometimes simplification goes a long way because we, we tend to convolute a lot of messages and try and do learning programs that capture everything. We're like, no, 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 let's just distill it to the essence right. and then you'll be much more effective that way. Well, and to the point of much of this conversation, I need to change the question because it's really not, I didn't, it, it's not really what are you reading, it's what are you learning and where are you getting it? And, and now we have so many choices right. and so right. many different platforms. What an absolute delight to launch so. today's show with this conversation. Thank you so much for joining it's us. It's my pleasure, really. And, and, and I'm quite sincere. Let's do this more. Uh, let's do it in Philadelphia or wherever else that, that you I'm hang game. out, man. I'm gamification. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be back in a few from Park Avenue. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.